the storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right hand. Hello and welcome to 4000 Accounting. I'm Wattie, this is Mark, and today we are going to be talking about the Trafford Ice Rink. Planet Ice are going to be a new operator of a brand new ice arena in Trafford. Mark. I think when I shared this, I shared it on with the, the headline, good news, bad news. Good news is we have a new ice rink. Bad news is Planet Ice is going to be running it. They don't have a great track. <laughs> they they don't have a great track record. And no. I understand that they are the biggest operator in the UK. But the fact that you've seen Basingstoke fall into a complete state of disrepair, like it's a shithole. Peterborough's not much better. Invicta isn't much better. I mean, we'll get onto it in a minute. We put a post out, like asking for people's worst ice rinks in the UK, because there was an article that came out in the Bainstoke Gazette, and it had Bainstoke at number three. Bristol was number one. Ali Pally was number two. So quite clearly, whoever did this article didn't do any fucking research. But we did some research, and we had a look, and the amount of times that Bainstoke feature in people's list, it was high. The amount of time that those other rinks were Planet Ice as well was high. Like, there was multiples upon multiples of people putting in five planet ice rinks. And that can't be a coincidence. So, yeah, good news, bad news. What do you make of it, first of all? The fact that we are going to be getting a new arena up in the Manchester area, that can only be great for the Elite League and the sport in general. Yeah, that is the one positive to look at there. Definitely, we need more ice rinks. So to have the... The, what's, what's the other mention in Altrincham? Altrincham, yeah, Planet Ice Altrincham. Yeah, so if if you if you're gonna have two rinks in that area, then that's great for hockey. But like we said, like you've basically said, the fact that Planet Ice are gonna be operating it is the concern. It is a concern, and I mean, I hope they go in and do a great job. Right? I really do because yeah, ha- having an ice rink in having an arena in Manchester is crucial for the sport to grow there. I mean, it's fine for them playing the Storm Shelter, but they're never going to be seriously, seriously competitive. If, and I'm not entirely sure on seating because it doesn't say, it just says arena. Arena to me, I'm just having a look at numbers there. No, an arena to me, you need at least probably 5,000. Exactly the figure I had. If Manchester could get like a five to 7,000, a kind of Nottingham, a Nottingham size, it needs to be bigger than Cardiff. Yeah. But it doesn't probably need to be as big as Sheffield. And again, though, it depends because this is going to be a multi-purpose arena, which we'll get to in a minute. Like maybe they go even higher than that to sell Beyonce tickets, Jay Z tickets, whatever it is. They could they'll sell fucking as many as you want for an event like that. Ice hockey wise, though, if we can be in that five seven and they can start building it back up. Manchester's shown they'll they'll support their hockey. I've played in the MEN when there was like fucking sixteen thousand people in there. It was insane. I was about to say, like, given how it is today, it's hard to really say if attendance is going to be that big. It's going to take some time, of course. Okay. But I, I, I don't know. Uh, having a, a venue in Manwell Trafford in that area this is going to attract. So it's a sporting area with the likes of United there. Yeah. Um, of It'd be interesting to see the crowds that they could draw in because you always feel that Manchester don't feel their full potential being where they are. 
And as of you've course, like, right. said they're, in the past, you've had 16, 16 odd thousand back in the day. So you can see the heights it could potentially reach, but it's hard to say in today's day and age well, if it will max those heights. Well, they're, they're I don't wish to be negative. The storm, <laughs> no, but they're filling the storm shelter now pretty pretty regularly. Yeah. And if you're getting to a, to a stage where you're selling your house out and you get the opportunity to move, surely guys like Finner being involved... I know there was an issue with the money and clubs getting wound up and it turns out it was the guy that had the club before and all the other stuff that was going on and people are talking about online. But as a hockey guy, he's got good people that will help him and you get an arena team in Manchester, I'm sure with the connections they have in the city, they'll start they'll start filling it and it'll allow them to spend more money. So technically should have a better elite league on the back of that because Manchester with a bigger budget due to the fact that they have an extra 3000 seats means a hell of a lot more money in the budget, a much better team. I've already seen their recruiting. Like they can recruit, they can recruit good good players. Now give them a bit more money. They can recruit better players. So ultimately if, and that's presuming that the storm go ahead and move to Trafford, which you would expect them to. Yeah. You would you would think so. I can't see any Yeah. Otherwise you're looking at a whole new Elite League franchise on the doorstep, two Elite League franchises in one city, never gonna work. No, it's just not. What it does open the door for is the return of the Phoenix and a team in the National League run out of planet ice whether it's oh fuck. (laughs) Kicks my light over. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Um Return of the Phoenix, eh? Yeah. You're a wizard, Harry. (laughs) A a term that would... It would be good for UK hockey, providing the right people go in and and run it. And they have a competitive Manchester Phoenix in the second tier of UK hockey again. Can only be a good thing. Always enjoyed competing against Manchester. They always had really good teams. Tough place to go. Not easy place to get a result. And... You know, like the the way that that would be set up, though, it would be another Planet Ice team in the Planet Ice National League. And we've already spoke about the fact that Planet Ice want the league. So there's a there's a lot that can come from this move. I, I see things like I'm trying to look in a, a more positive light now of what I'm going to say. So you add. An elite league. Well, you have this, let's say Storm Storm continue in the elite. And they moved to the new arena, Altrincham, Return of the Phoenix. So what I like by this is the fact that you're going to get essentially a, a national team. And what we can do is with this move, we could probably add more sort of connections, more affiliations between clubs. You've got yeah. the step of the Dogs and the Steelers. You could have the Phoenix to the Storm. You could have... Phantoms to Panthers, you know, Telford, yeah. Coventry, whatever. You know, if we could start to the way of the positive of that adding that extra team is to try to build that pathway. And Solway have already got a good relationship with Glasgow, the fact that, you know, John's involved with both Glasgow and Solway. And you got Bristol the, Cardiff. They've got the relationship you know, already going on between Solway and Belfast, you've got Mason over there, Kel Beatty, other boys have kind of gone back and forth over the years, Max Stewart and other players. So 
connections are happening. I, I guess the hard one will be who who did Dundee and Fife use? Do they do they go to the SNL? There's some good players in the SNL. I'm guessing that they're going to have to start looking down that route because they it wouldn't be as easy to start calling someone up from from England. But that being said, when all their games are down, Nottingham, Sheffield, Coventry, Cardiff, you can use players from England to to kind of work on a two way system. So again, they could make relationships with clubs down in England as well as up in the SNL, and that would be. Well, mate, that's how the AHL works, right? East Coast. Yeah. Guys are getting called from from different different cities, different states, and they're expected to go play. Now, as long as I think, as long as there's decent like compensation packages in place and guys are, are getting paid properly for going on these two ways and all their travel sorted and everything's sorted for them so they can just go and play hockey. Yeah, let's do it. All for it. And there's got to be some coaching, coaching, coaching coming down as well. There's yeah. no point just like having this relationship. Imagine the value of, I don't know, Adam Keith coming out and running fucking Solway practice Thursday, Friday. Well, wow. you know what I mean? Like, like, yeah, Corey Nielsen coming back to work with, I don't know, who did you say initially? Peter, bro. Corey to come and work with Slava for a couple of practices. You know, you're going to get some ideas flowing, you're going to get some, some hockey talk and, It'll start going down. Pete Russell jumping down to Bristol or having a conversation with the boys down there. Do you know what I mean? Like there is there is advantages to those sort of things. And I think if you build good relationships, that could happen. But yeah. we go back to it. Let's let's just assume that the storm are going to go. Do you think Planet Ice will put a team in Manchester? I, I think they go. They obviously got you nothing, would, the Orchigam Aces or whatever they are now, like the NHL one, but I'm talking like a, a National League team. Yeah. You got that built-in rivalry already up there, Dogs, yes. Hull, Leeds. All of a sudden, what they're getting up north is what we had, Basingstoke, Slough, Guildford, Bracknell, you know, back, who else was it? Swindon in on that mix. You had that five teams within an hour of each other that just instantly struck up rivalries, you know, and they're the games you play on Boxing Day and New Year's Day between those sort of teams and you start to build the, the kind of hatreds and you want to fucking battle every time you play against them. And I think if you would put a Manchester team in up there, it could only be good for the league. Yeah. And then in the future, build one in Birmingham. Mate, yeah. That'd be I good. Think- yeah, I think it'd be great to have a ice rink in Birmingham. I think I think it's crazy. I know Coventry's not far. You've got a couple of smaller clubs. Solihull's not so far away. But like for, what is it, the second biggest city in the UK? Is Birmingham the second biggest city in the UK? It's a big-ass city. I don't know if it's second or what, but it's it's a big city, yeah. And it's city. a sport. It's, there's a lot of sport there. You know, you've got a lot of uh, football clubs in the vicinity. Yeah. I think a hockey team there would be awesome. Right, here we go. I'm not going to go through all of these because we had like 180 comments on it. But, you know, Peterborough gets a mention, Whitley Bay, Altrincham, I don't, I don't think Altrincham's anywhere near the top five. Um, Radford, Grimsby, uh, Grimsbury, Bad, Bradford, 
But either way, either way, got a few mentions. Obviously, just sadly, I mean, there's another Planet Ice Rink that is sitting closed. Um, Basingstoke, Whitley Bay again. Lots of shouts for Whitley Bay, by the way. Yeah. Lots of shouts for Bradford. Here, here's one of a little bit more of obscurity for some of you that won't even remember this. All the shot. Sheffield, Queens Road. I fucking played there. Um, yeah, that was a bad. Solent, Solent got a lot of sh- got a lot of shit on here. Sully Hole, again. I mean, your rink's got net in. Oxford says controversial. Well, I think until Oxford get net in, you could probably say uh, until Oxford get plexi, you could plexi. Say, yeah, but the actual rink itself and the whole setup's fine. If they just put some plexi in there, it'll be a it'll be a class little rink that Oxford rink. Uh, what else have we got? Solent, Jingling, Basingstoke. Basingstoke, Solent, Peterborough. <laughs> Basingstoke, Solent, Peterborough, and Victor, Sullyhole. Basingstoke, Solent, Peterborough, and Victor. Um, if you are watching this, Planet Eyes, this is... Uh, Mark, I don't really even get to this. What about the money? The money is obviously... It's not going into the buildings they've got right now. From what we can tell... Planet Ice will not be funding any of the build costs. They will just be operating. So it's not they're not spending any money there. So they're now getting this new ice rink that they're going to be operating and probably putting in quite a tidy fee for doing so. Would you like to see some of that money maybe go back into sorting some of the shit out they've got at their other rinks? Absolutely. And you know what? It doesn't even take huge amounts of money. We spoke about this off air. It's not like we need to tear down a building. No, just you know, like Peterborough, give it, give it some new ice, give it some new boards, maybe it add makes a huge difference. Make, really... make the changing rooms a little bit better for the away. I know it's not nice. You, you don't want to make the uh, away changing rooms amazing, but at you least make respectful. them. Yeah, exactly. But you're not talking. I know the ice pad would probably cost a chunk, but it's not going to cost millions, is it? No, they they definitely need new ice there, and. You know, watching the game in Peterborough, there's nowhere else to put any seats. Box seven at Peterborough there. I know they follow along on here. They've they've tied the suites up and stuff upstairs. They look fucking wicked. They look like a good, yeah. you know, like a good match night experience. The home change room is fine. The boys have taken yeah. care of that. Right, the home change room, solid. They just need like a few bits. Again, but imagine Peterborough with new boards. What difference it would make? Make a huge difference to the game there. Um, the glass is fine, probably for the most part. So it'd probably be just new boards. And uh, again, you need the ice to be flat. It's never been the flattest. The boys do a good job there to try and keep that up and running. But this is it's not fit for purpose. There's a few that are just tired and needed work doing years ago, and it's not been done. Basingstoke's the prime example, right? Yeah. They've got their shiny new ones in Bristol and Milton Keynes. Uh, it's time they start pulling the trigger on the Basingstoke issue. Definitely. It's embarrassing that nothing's happened. Mate, drive past there every day waiting for some scaffolding to go up or something, but nope. Nope, nothing seems Suck. to be nothing seems to be happening. We're into January now. I mean, there is zero chance of ice in the back, right? No, not unless they're building a secret pad somewhere and just haven't told us. Yeah, just haven't told it. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of fucking badass. Yeah, dream on. <laughs> just imagine they went, right, rink's ready. Like, what? I think they start building it. 3,000 seater. 
Mate, that'd be sick in Basingstoke. 3,000 seats, because I tell you what, the people in Basingstoke will come out and watch. Yeah. I mean, maybe more so back in the day when there was a few more tear-ups. I think <laughs> the people in Basingstoke are probably a little bit more interested. But also back in the day, you had that community, that relationship, and if Basingstoke could get a 3,000-seater, they'd build that back up real quick, and I think it would be actually really good. And then you'd have to ask the question again. Would Basingstoke look at the Elite League? They've been there before. They went there with like 1,500 seats. They could go there with 3,000 seats. You know, they could compete a little bit more. But hey, pipe dreams. I'm sure all the Basingstoke fans that are watching this would just be happy to have some hockey back in their rink. I mean, obviously obviously the Buffalo are doing good things this year, but you can only 100 people can go in and watch them. So by the time mums and dads, sisters, brothers, girlfriends and all that, I don't imagine there's going to be many tickets left for spectators. So... Even though you've got pets, um, Alan Wilson, um, Dan Weller Evans, you've got a few ex Bison boys playing there. Tom Banner's gone back, I believe. They've got like a good side this year. They've qualified for the semi finals, and no one can go watch. So it's quite it's quite annoying. And the fact that what they pay for ice time in that building is just yeah, it's not good enough. Criminal, really, to charge to even charge for that place is disgusting. I know, I know they need to keep the lights on, they need to pay the bills, they need to pay the staff. Yeah. I do understand that. But yeah. also... Provide a much, better service. When it's that much of a shithole, can you really charge full whack for it? And it's a lot more expensive than the other rinks locally. I say locally, there's not many left locally. But obviously we've had things on here where we've reached out to people and asked what they're paying and what their junior subs are and how many times a week they get on the ice and stuff like that. And Basingstoke ranks like a F for what they're paying for their ice. And it was actually one of the topics I brought up with Daniel Smith when we did the podcast. I was like, do you have a spreadsheet that tells you what every age group, every club in the UK pay per hour for ice? Because if not, you do need to. And then when we do get this funding, we need to look at going... Okay, right. Kids in this area are paying £100. Kids in this area are paying £80. Kids in that area are paying £150. Right. Okay, so kids in that area might need a little bit more help. Kids, do you know what I mean? So we can start just leveling the playing field. Yeah, yeah, essentially. A youth camp. A youth camp. I know we've got different rinks operating, but we need something in place for juniors like to make it more accessible, more affordable. Let's actually use the money that we've got and maybe lose a little bit to allow kids the chance to play hockey and make it one set rate. And let's say if they're traveling around, then with their pass, they can maybe access ice at given open slots. Maybe a pass that could allow them free skating if they're in Blackburn or if they're in Solway, anywhere, you know, just Getting the youngsters let the kids. Get, yeah, because this is why kids are doing so good in other countries in the world is because of accessibility to ice. And if we we can do something, we don't have ice rinks. We don't have enough. We have a, we have a decent amount, but not enough. We could always have more, but let's give something to allow the kids to be able to skate anywhere. Yeah. Like let's not restrict them. Well, Austria put, uh, put a bit of a beat down on our under 16s at the youth Olympics today. We lost 12, three, it was 4-3 going into the third third period there. Austria ran away with it. Danny, Danny put a quote out saying that um, had a really good opportunity to make it 4-4. Four, four. 
and they didn't take it. And, you know, that ended up really costing them. Austria ran away with it. Good experience for these kids, nonetheless, getting to play against a nation like Austria, getting to play at the Youth Olympics. That's fucking badass. They're over there in um, Korea, I believe. Is Korea in it, yeah. I think? Yeah. South Korea, yeah. South Korea. One. Wow, I didn't think it'd be North Korea. Imagine that. Sending all the kids. You should. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Yeah, Lance, you're going away from representing GB. You got a tournament. You're like, sick. Where are we going? North yeah, they're not going to win it. North Korea won it. Yeah, yeah, North Korea won it. Obviously, they decided. Hey, Canada. That. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Isn't that for your first trip away with GB? You going to North Korea? Like, um, okay. Like, what do you do? You're 15. You want to you want to rep- represent GB? They go, you go to North Korea. You're like, guess we're going to North Korea then, Lance. Let's like, let's go. You're a bunch of 15 year olds, <laughs> like. You probably don't even care. You just want to play hockey. But no, nah, honestly, good luck to them for the rest Great of the Great experience. Great experience. What, what a cool thing to be part of. And yeah, anytime the GB lot. Uh, well, the girls are out playing right now as well. Let's have a look. Let's see how they're getting on. They, I believe they beat Netherlands to start and then they lost to China. And then I can't remember what the rest are. Have you seen any of it, Mark? I was just did was... they get a bit? Of a... Did they uh, take a bit of a hammering against China? Yeah, I, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, I hope they're doing well. Under 18s we're currently one 0 up against Latvia today, and that is live Ooh. on the live stream. That is on YouTube right now. There you go. Which would nice. be no it'd be no good for you guys by the time you watch this, but it gives me a mark so watch. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so let's go. Yeah, good luck. Mark. Let's go, girls. Um, one, yeah. nil, one nil up currently. Let's have a look how the rest of the tournament's panning out for them. Currently sitting in third, three games, two wins, six points, one loss. Um, full schedule. Let's have a look who that other game they played. So they, they started the tournament off with a 4-0 win over Kazakhstan. Good shot out there. Let's have a look. Nice. Who, let's have a look who scored the goals. So play by play. No, we don't need play by play. Game details. Uh, Ellen Reese, Ruby Newlands, Ruby Newlands again, and Ellie Patrick with the four goals in that first game. And who was it that got the shout out? Evelyn Brown with the shout out. So congratulations, Evelyn. That's awesome. Holy shit. Yeah, decent. China beat fucking Netherlands 18 0. So stop, they're already oh, wow. dead. It's like Jesus. 18. Um holy shit, how are Turkey in this division? What what fucking division are these girls in? You've got Kazakhstan and Turkey in the same division. How's that even a thing? Turkey uh, have put a lot of money in the last couple of years into uh, women's ice hockey. They built a new facility as well. Oh awesome. Um, I know they're really pushing it. And in Kazakhstan, they're really pushing juniors there at the moment. So China obviously beat Great Britain 6-2, which when you look at the rest of the China's results, 6-2 seems all right. Cause, uh, yeah, it seems respectable, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, they beat, 18. Yeah, and they beat Turkey 11-0. So 29 goals across two games. Uh, 35 so they, goals they across beat three Turkey. Games. Turkey conceded less goals than the Netherlands. Yep. Um, I would have thought the Netherlands would have been a little bit stronger than Turkey. Oh, I don't really know a lot about Turkish hockey. Let's see who scored the two goals in the in the China game for Great Britain. So Ruby Newlands, what a tournament she's having. That's that's three. 
and Emma Lambert, uh, Lamberton. So shout out to those girls on that one. And then another and a hat trick from Holy Sheet. Holy Sheet. Um, another shout out for Evelyn Brown. This time against the Netherlands, they win four zip. Good result, the ladies. Ellie Patrick, another goal for her. Lily Endicott, another goal for Ruby Nunes. That's that's goals in three games straight. I think four goals on the tournament. Awesome work. And Casey McGregor, she she chucked the fourth one in there. What a tournament that uh, some of these girls are having. Ruby and Evelyn, you know, four goals and one two shutouts in three games. We like it's that. great news. Really Come positive. In. As I said, currently one nothing up against Latvia, mate. That's, that's really news. decent. That's the news we want, right? If we could, yeah, can see that out. We're probably looking at the, uh, probably looking at the, the silver medal. We get this victory over Latvia. In fact, that's who are uh, who are top? China. Oh, of course. Sorry, that was a really <laughs> dumb. <task. laughs> yeah, they scored thirty-five goals. <laughs> they scored thirty-five goals in three games, mate. Um, I, I think it's safe to say they're at the top. Dumb comment of the year. So if we win this game against Latvia in regulation, we would go two points ahead. We'd be on nine points. They'd be on seven points. And then we would have Turkey to finish up. You would like to think we beat them. So we'd all but secure the silver medal with this game versus Latvia today. So go on, girls. Keep it up. one nothing. Leading as we go. Ladies and gents, that was our take on Planet Ice bringing an ice rink to Trafford. Although they're not, not going to be the owners of the rink by the looks of things, they're going to be the operators. I'd be interested to know more about the owner, who's actually going to own the development and who's actually going to own the rink. Because I guess their vision for it is going to go a long way to see how ice hockey pans out there. Yes. And also... I hope it's not Mike Ashley. <laughs> yeah. Or just... How do we think Planet Ice are going to do with running events that are not ice hockey? Because this is the one thing. Do they run? Um, do they? Well, they, yeah, they run. Be... They run a few events, don't they? Do they run Disney? Well, no, yeah, not Holiday Disney. Holiday Ice and shit like that. Uh, yeah, Disney and Ice, yeah. But it's more. I'm more thinking like gigs, singer, boxing, fucking whatever you turn the the arena in for, and then getting it back ready again for the next thing, whether it be turning it back into an ice rink. If it's a if it's an arena, did a basketball team play out there as well? Yeah, all these, all these other questions, which I'm sure will be answered at a later date. But ladies and gents, do all the good stuff. Subscribe, comment, let us know what you think. Will we see the return of the Phoenix? Will the storm move across? And will Planet Ice make a success of ice hockey in Trafford? We shall see. Mark, it's been fun, ladies and gents. See as you always, thanks. Peace. On a gathering storm comes a tall, handsome man in a dusty black coat with a red right 